Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. A different take on the barbell investment approach for retirement. Been wanting to do this uh, for a while, and I just now that the book is finally done, it's not showing up yet on Amazon. It looks like it's still in the uh, the review phase, and I'll certainly report back to you when it's done. But now it's done, I can focus on other things I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, so the issue is talking to a guy yesterday, and he said, you know, I like your barbell approach, but it's, it's not as efficient as what he like. He's a mechanical engineer by training, a software engineer or designer uh, in his career for the last 25 years or something like that. And, you know, as a engineer, they're always looking for efficiency. I said, no, I know the drawback is it's definitely not as efficient as more uh, precise framework in terms of, you know, moving money around and stuff like that. I said, the problem is no one wants to do that, though. People are just like they're, they're more than willing to set it and forget it. But in terms of efficiency, it's not the best approach for sure. So his thing is, what if instead of just, you know, pulling the money out from the cash for the three to five years of cash and then replenishing that when the money runs, runs out of cash, what if you had a, an algorithm of some sort, a program where you pull it from your uh, portfolio every month? I said, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I don't know how to do it, but I mean, that if you could give something like that, that'd be sweet. So basically his idea would be is that design some kind of AI, artificial intelligence that says your portfolio is up. We're going to take it out this month. And that's yeah, great. So he's going to crunch those numbers and see what it looked like on a month to month basis. I cautioned him though. I said, look, no one's going to do this manually. No one's going to, I mean, you know, there might be some guy that does it, but the vast majority of us, I'm not doing it manually. Just aren't. They want to set it and forget it. And I think once a year is probably the extent that someone would do it manually. I just, no one's going to sit here and say, what's, what's the portfolio? What's up? 32 bucks. Let me pull the money out. And when I say no one, I'm being facetious. There are some people who will, but the vast majority of us don't want to, I don't want to do that crap. So he said, no, that'd be this. You get to design a software program to do that for you. And I thought that'd be kind of cool. So anyway, he's a software engineer. He's running his stuff. I don't know anything about that. And uh, it will be interesting to see what it comes up with. All right. But it did get me off the shine because I've been wanting to do something for a long time, which is because I've understood the inefficiency of the uh, the barbell approach where you just leave the money in cash because the markets do fluctuate on an annual basis, on a daily basis. Now, I'm not going to go down there because I'm a keep it simple, stupid kind of guy and every month pull money out or every quarter. I'm not going to do that. But let's just say you did every year. So you start with 100000 bucks, for instance. We're going to say you need 6000 a year. So we got 6% distribution rate. We're just using that for just a simple number. 6% distribution rate. What you're going to do is you're going to put three, uh, well, three years cash or four years cash, I guess I'm using right here. So four years cash to the side, uh, and you're going to say I need 6000 bucks a year. Does that make sense? So you got 125000 to start with. you got 25000 in cash. You're going to leave 100000 in a in a mutual fund of some sort. And we'll get into the, the various funds here later on but anyway so that's what you start with so the market is if the market goes up above the hundred thousand it's in the black you pull the money out that's six thousand need for cash if the market goes down it's down to eighty thousand seventy ninety two whatever doesn't matter you pull the money from the savings account and so it's going to be interesting to see how this works so uh, you know when we had all these various different fund scenarios um i was doing five percent annual withdrawal i was doing four percent adjusted for inflation I was doing 5% adjusted for inflation. I was doing something else. I forgot what it was. But anyway, I did another thing. But I didn't do this. We're taking out every year. Whatever is better. The markets go up, you pull your cash needs there. The markets go down, you pull your cash needs from the cash accounts. 
So let's run this. I did it initially, and I thought I was doing it with VN, VWINX, and I thought that was Wellington. turns out to be that was Wellesley, so I was wondering why there wasn't that many down years. But anyway, I'm going to show you. And I haven't I played around with this a little bit. I haven't played around with it too significant yet. Um, but I'm going to show you what I've done here. And, and I just went back to 1983, and I got two. So I went from 1983 to 2018. Now, mind you, the 1983 is your starting point is is going to be the cat's meow because the again, you got to look at what uh, the bonds were back then. If you would have locked in a 30-year treasury bond, you were getting 15 and a quarter guaranteed until 2011. Um, and so this is a this this is just kind of the best case. I hate to say it, but it's the best case because you literally could not have timed it any better for your retirement to start in 1983. But then I just said, okay, what if we just switched around a little bit? I said, let's start, we start in 2008. So basically the first decade, kind of going the reverse sequence, 2008, we got a bad year starting off at negative 10. Then we come down to here, we got uh, 2002, one and zero, not great years, not you know, a decent year. But anyway, you can see the years from 2008 to 1999, uh, they're, they're good, but not great. Now this is the Wellesley Fund. So this is the heavy bond one. So probably not the best example of this. And I, but again, I'll, I'll dive into it deeper as we go forward. But I want to start with the negative years on the front, uh, even not great years. I mean, 3%, 4%. I mean, we did have a nice year here and here, but not not huge like we were in 1983. We're, the first year's up 18.6, the next 16 point. I mean, look at that. Those four years right there. If you can get that kind of four years, your first year in retirement, you're, you're golden. I mean, look at this. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight, nine, 10. In the first 11 years, we had two down years. Uh, 1987 was down 1.92. 1990 was down 3.76. We had two years, three years above 20. One, two, three, four, and five years above 10. So if you would have started in 1983, you, you, uh, you're you king of the world. That's all there is to it. On the other hand, look at the difference here. And again, I just did 2008, and I just I just kind of you know reversed engineered this to some degree, um, and then we started and I went down here and I actually ended up with 2018 going down to I wanted the good years to be towards the end because that's generally speaking if you if you're having a hard time making ends meet and the good years are uh, are you're running out of money essentially if the good years are at the end it won't matter because you got nothing left in there so I wanted the good years to be at the end here with the uh, the moderately uh, performing into initially bad years to be at the front end. So anyway, all right, let's go into this. So we'll start with the best years. The these are the best of times. Name that band. Do you know that band? Name that band. And just like every band from the late seventies that was awesome, they became oh, painful to listen to in the eighties. These are the best of times. That's an angelic voice right there. Dennis DeYoung. That, that, that should have, I, I'm the next Dennis DeYoung. Just a minute. Isn't that his name? Yeah, Dennis DeYoung. All right. So 1983. So we start with 100,000 bucks. We're taking 6% a year. Six, so 6,000 a year. We're adjusting our cash needs every year with 3% inflation. All right. So what we're going to do is the money is going to come and then we're putting 25,000 in your uh, portfolio, your cash portfolio. That's growing at 2% a year. So inflation is growing at 3 your cash is growing at two. That absolutely would not have happened in 1983 simply because the cash is, was paying a lot more. Don't care. I'm just using this as kind of a, uh, a generic sampling, a theoretical, if you will. And we're using real world numbers on the w, uh, VWINX, the Wellesley. 
So we're starting with 100,000 bucks. The, the next year, the wells is up 18.6, so we're up to 118.6. We take 6,000 out because the market was in the black, and we're now down to 112, 6,000. Our 25,000, our reserve account, uh, grew up 2%, it's up to 25,5. Does that make sense? So we're basically, we're not touching the cash account, it's growing at 2%. Uh, we're taking out from whatever is overperform was ever uh, performed. So either the market did well, we take it from there, market did so poorly, we did it from, we take it from the other account. All right, so by the end of one, two, three, four years in 1986, our 100,000 has grown to 174,000, and we've taken 6,000, 6,180, 63, 65, 65, 66. But in 1987, uh, we the mark the market fell. Our portfolio fell from 174 to 171, and this is the year we took that 6,753 that we needed. We took it from the cash account, which at this point is up to 27,061. So you can see. The cash account goes from 27061 to 20849 because we're, the, uh, the, we're, we're redeeming uh, from the cash account, not the market. The market, though, other than it dropping from 174 to 171, we're still starting the following year at 171. So nothing has changed other than the market decline. Hope that makes sense. The following year, the market is up 13%. So we went up to 194 uh, we took the 6,956 from the market portfolio. It was at 187. The following year is up 20.93, so it was up to 226. We took the 7,000 from that, and you can see how this works. And our cash account is up to 21,691. In 1990, though, the market fell 3.7%. Uh, so we're, we 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 ended the year at 211. We kept it at 211. Instead, though, we had to take that 7379 from someplace and we took it from our cash account. So now our cash account is down to 14746 And if we keep going down till 1994, the market was again down 4.4%. So now we have $280,000 in the portfolio, uh, but we're not touching it because the market was up to 293 the year before. But because the market fell by 4.4%, we uh, we allowed it, so it dropped from 293 uh, to 280. Uh, we let it sit there at 280. Instead, we took that 8,300 that we needed from the cash portfolio. So we took it from this account right here. So it left us with 7,656, which is not enough to see us through if we have another bad year in the market. So what we've done here is we took 35,000 off the table. All right, so we took 35,000 from the market. You can see up there, uh, this, the formula here is that we're adding 35000 from the, that, the remainder of what we took out the, the previous year. And we're, I hope that makes sense. But anyway, we're adding 35000 to it. But we're also taking 35000 from this. So we take, uh, we have the 280000 It grew at uh, C69. It grew, so we had 280000 at the end of the, the previous year. It grew by 28%. So we're taking 280 times 1.2891. And we're taking 35000 out. Uh, and so we're, we're at 326, even though we made that big reduction of 35,000 bucks, we took the 8,500 from that portfolio and we're down to 318. All right. Does that make sense? So a lot going on there, but you get the gist of it. When the market's up, we take it from the market. When the market's down, we take it from the cash. At some point, potentially the cash account will be bordering zero. So you got to pull the money from the market in order to replenish the cash. Why did I do 35,000? I just, I started with 25. I said, let's add 10,000 for inflation. That's all I did. Nothing. I mean, literally no science there at all. All right. So now we get our cash accounts left at 42,809 plus it's grown. It's grown until 1999. We're down 4%. 
We kept them. So at this point, the market ended the year previously at 436 is down 4.414. So it went down to 418. Uh, but we need 96.28 from the mark from to, to live on. So we had 45,000 in cash before, but we got pulled that 9,600 out. So now we're stuck with 36,710. Hope that makes sense. And then we go down to uh, 2008. Well, the well Wellesley was had his worst year ever. Is down 9.84 percent. So the preceding year it closed at 671, but the minus 9.84 percent made it fall to 605. But we need $12,563, but we're not going to take it from the Wellesley because the market is down. We're going to take it from our cash account. And so our cash account, which was at $43,011, is now down to $31,309. All right, so we just keep on going along, keep on going along. I think we had one last, yeah, the last down year was in uh, 2018. So 2018, we ended the previous year 1.157 million. It fell by 2.57%. So now it's down to 1.127 million. So we lost $30,000, even though it was only down 2.57 because that's how much money we've got in there. Uh, so we got, so the portfolio, the cash portfolio was only left with 37,000 in there. Uh, we got to take that 16,883. Again, that's a $6,000 adjusted for inflation from the cash portfolio. So it leaves us as $21,282 to begin 2019. So if you look back at two, uh, 1983 to 2018, was that 35 years, this portfolio did incredibly well, uh, but just because we got lucky. All right, so stay tuned. So I'm going to start where we reverse order to some degree, and we'll see what that looks like. So don't forget to smash, like, and subscribe. All right, thanks, guys.